What's up, guys? False Nine Podcast, episode one. Soon to be the best football podcast in the world. Um, bringing you all the best football news and agendas there is around the world. Um, here I am. My name is Lewis, and I'm here with my co-hosts Edwin and Santi. Let's get going. All right. Hello, boys. How are you? What's popping? Right. What's popping? Well, all right. Okay. So today, jam-packed. We got to start out with the news that broke the entire world. Lionel Messi is finally leaving Barcelona after 21 years. And he held his press conference today. And uh, it was shocking to see. What do you guys think of it? Uh, definitely, you know, the emotions really get to you. Because when you think about this guy, he's been at Barcelona since he was 13. Um, you know, made his first team debut at 17. He's been there his whole adult life. And, you know, now in the twilight of his career, he still, you know, he still puts out exceptional numbers. He's still an ambassador for the club. He's the greatest football player ever. And when you think about a team just letting him go and the way they're letting him go, it's just a travesty to the sport. And it's definitely one of the more emotional days that unexpectedly turned up. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to commentate on this for a while. Um, you know, you saw the emotion there with him, um, the team, his family, his sons. He couldn't even get on stage before he even started crying. You know, you obviously see how much this team means, means to him. When you look at Barcelona's future and what they're giving up, it's, you know, you're kind of trying to point fingers at who messed this up. How can you let this guy go? But... You know, we'll see how the next following seasons go for the club and for him. He's obviously done more than enough for them. And, you know, it's just sad to see. Yeah, no, you know what, Lewis? You're absolutely right, man. This this type of thing, it's, it's hard to see when I've seen my entire life watching soccer, Messi playing for this one club. And it's, it's always going to be emotional for him. And, you know, you think of those other players that have been one club players like Steven Gerrard, but yeah, and watching that that little press conference that he had earlier today was it was very tough. You know, watching him cry, see what the what the club means to him. He bleeds Barcelona, but if I take myself out of that emotional aspect, I think it's it's very exciting to see that he's not gonna be in Barcelona next year because I think it's it's a new challenge. I want to see him somewhere different. You know, with the news regarding PSG, it's it's obvious that that's where that's what's going to happen you know the only thing left are the formalities of it you know signing the contract um you know him getting the medical stuff like that and in regards to PSG I think I'm not a fan of him moving to PSG if I'm being honest I think you know league isn't isn't much of a challenge for him it's it's usually just going to be the the Champions League where that's going to matter for them you know, because I think they run, they run away with this league every season except for this past the past season and the season that Mbappe won with with AS Monaco. You know, I would have rather liked to see Messi go to the Premier League. Um, and, you know, I think suitable clubs for him would have been Liverpool or Man City, even, even maybe Man United. You know, but PSG, uh, man, they, they lucked out with this one, having Neymar and, and Di Maria on the team to kind of persuade him to go. Yeah, to go back, I watched it when I woke up this morning. So it's a little after the fact. And I'll be honest, 
it's I feels like our generation's Magic Johnson press conference. Like it was just so sad and shocking to see. Kind of in a way of like just like shocked the entire sports world. Of course, the other the other reason was different, but like it was just so sad. Ah, uh, you'd have never thought that he would leave this club. It's crazy because he even admitted in the press conference that he was going to leave. He wanted to leave last year. And then he was like, oh, no, I want to stay. I like that how that went under the radar. But, yeah, I was, like, trying to look uh, into this. Apparently, this was, like, an issue. They, they, the reason why they waited a week to, like, say he couldn't sign was to avoid the backlash. Apparently, they knew all along that they couldn't sign him to his contract. The rule in La Liga is each club could only put 70% of their revenues uh, part of the player wages. And, of course, you've seen Messi's contract. Clearly not true. And they needed to shed 200 million euros this summer from player wages. Clearly they didn't happen. And this is what's happening now. This is a travesty. They're trying to put the fall in La Liga, but I feel like the rules have always been the rules. They haven't changed, and I just... I wonder if Messi knew he wasn't going to sign beforehand either. That's the only thing I'm curious about. It really waited a long time to just say, like, yeah, he can't come back. When they, nothing was, they haven't made a single transaction in a couple months now. Like, a, like a, buying a player, selling a player, et cetera. I don't know, man. Any of you guys think this, this is fishy by Barca? You think it's just poor, yeah, no, poor management? Know. Santi, that you mentioned that, and I definitely didn't want to be the one to say because I felt like I would have been the oddball in this situation. But when this news came out the other day about him not being able to to renew his contract with Barcelona, and the reason being because of the the rules regarding La Liga and their financial stuff, I don't. I just I didn't buy it. If I'm being completely honest, I thought that they were kind of they're trying to hide something underneath, you know, just to kind of like not not let it be this whole big backlash like it was last season where Messi was like, look, like I might have to take you guys to court and I don't want to do that to my club, you know, that I've loved my entire life. Um, you know, part of me still thinks that it's with the board. Um, so I don't know. I, I think there is something fishy behind it and they're just kind of covering it up with, with the regulations regarding La Liga, to be honest. I disagree entirely. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's black and white right in front of us. You know, they had their uh, the regulations regarding cap and salaries and all that. Last two years, COVID, you know, that's a 90,000-seater stadium. There's been no fans for the last, you know, season and a half. Um, I'm not sure how Spain plans to slowly bring fans back. Um, I know the, the news for the Premier League is a lot more transparent. You know, there's a club who has been mismanaging money for the last couple years, buying guys who you know, buying, paying 100 million euros for players who have underperformed severely, not bringing the revenues in through to COVID, haven't won a Champions League since 2015. Um, and just the players that, that come into Barcelona these days, you you know, you see the transfer and you're like, what? Briefly, you know, guys like that, Paulinho, the, the amount of money paid for Dembele and Griezmann and Coutinho and, you know, the way they've underperformed severely and they're wages that they're on, you know, you guys, guys like Griezmann on 800,000 euros a week, you know, Messi said, you know, he took a, he tried to take a 30%, 50% pay cut, but what's 30, 50% of 
a million euros a week. It takes a lot more. They couldn't sell those players that have just been taking up space there. You know, I just think it's black and white. They, they're just not enough money to sign him. They didn't want to take the, the CBC money from, from La Liga this year, which is another talking point that we can get into later. And without that money, they just couldn't sign the player. Messi is approaching 34, but, you know, definitely the wrong move here. You know, you mentioned, you know, Barcelona maybe wanting to, or not maybe wanting, them definitely trying to, to you know, clear up some space in the roster too be able to, to get around these La Liga rules uh, today in their preseason friendly with Juventus. Uh, Umtiti, as he was getting subbed on, he was actually getting whistled at by the fans. Um, and I couldn't understand why. I, I personally like Umtiti. I rate him pretty highly in my in my opinion, but I was looking into it and, you know, apparently he was he did not want to be sold and he didn't want to renegotiate any contracts in order for Barcelona to keep Messi. Um, so yeah, now, now the players are kind of, or not the players, the fans are, are, you know, taking it out on some of the players that didn't want to leave um, in order to make space in their, in the team's budget and stuff. So that's going to be an interesting talking point as the season progresses for sure. I mean, listen, like it's not the player's fault. Like it's not Greece's fault. They're going to, they offer him 800, 800,000 a week, I guess. That's it's good business for him. Like he, at the end of the day, it's like he's got to look out for himself, his family, his friends. Um, yeah, Frankie the Young is also on high wages. PK, I think restructure, and I think Busquets as well. But I don't think anyone else. They want to sell a bunch. They want to sell Pjanic. They want to sell Titi. They want to sell Coutinho. But there's just no market for these guys, and it's it's sad. It's it's crazy. It's astonishing. Such a big club in such a disarray. And I mean, I guess COVID probably sped up the process, but it honestly, it was probably going to get to this point one way or another eventually. Looks like we're going to get used to seeing Messi in PSG colors. Next yeah, so, so that's a good segue. So it's uh, Fabrizio Romano reported. It's been confirmed. PSG sent over the contract this morning after the, right before the press conference too. Looks like Messi's going to sign. Going to go to league on 35 million euros per year for two years with an option for a third. Man, that's going to be ridiculous to see. Louis, what do you think? I mean, well, you got a guy, Lionel Messi. He was making 1.3 million euros per week, I believe it was. And there's only a handful of clubs that could afford that to begin with. And, you know, the usual suspects, Man City, PSG, probably Chelsea, United, Handful of clubs, maybe five, honestly, probably three clubs that could really afford them. PSG came out as the front runners. Me being a City fan and seeing, you know, how City approached this, didn't look like they were too eager to jump in and offer Messi a contract after, you know, they tried last summer with uh, the whole Borough Facts thing. But, you know, he's seems like he's going to go team back with, his, with Neymar, obviously – adding in Mbappe and Di Maria and all the attacking talent that PSG have and uh, the summer that PSG's had pretty much creating, you know, what we call a super team around here. There's just world-class players at every position. Obviously, their one and only goal, you know, they accomplished everything but winning the Champions League. They made the final against Bayern. They took the loss there. Uh, got knocked out last year in the semis against Man City. Obviously, adding Messi with Neymar and Mbappe – and with Donnarumma and Ramos coming in, 
you this this team has to be the favorites to win the Champions League. Head over shoulder than any other club, in my opinion. Will they do it? That's the question. But yeah, you know, he's going to Paris, and there's only there's only one thing those guys want to accomplish over there, and it's only a matter of they have to. Oh, what's your what's your take on on Messi in PSG colors? How how do you feel about that that move? I'm extremely excited. I will never forget the day they when it was they were it was both Neymar, Suarez, Messi. They beat PSG. Came back La Remontada, six one. It's a gr- such a great game, and I'll never forget. That's the reason. I'll never forget. That's uh, why Neymar wanted to leave. Because all the praise went to Messi. There's like iconic photo of him jumping off to the stands, celebrating with the fans, and everyone was just talking about Messi, Messi, Messi. And Neymar had played his best life of his life. Three goal, a hat trick, and an assist. Incredible. And I was always saddened because it was supposed to be he goes to Messi, he goes, then he goes to Neymar. Now they're back together. Now they, they're back together. And they have Di Maria. And they have Mbappe. And they have Sergio Ramos. And they have Marquinhos. Hakimi. Donnarumma. Verratti. It's like, if they don't get to the Champions League final, it's a complete failure. And disband the team. And and the big the the the, the underrated storyline is can Poch handle Messi? I don't think that's being talked about enough. Because people are like thinking, like, oh, he's gonna be fitting well. Neymar likes him. He likes Di Maria, he likes Paredes. Can Poch handle all that super that star power? Because I, I don't know if you guys have been seeing, but they lost their first trophy already. I don't know if you guys saw the game yesterday. They were struggling against this. Uh, actually, one part of uh, the city football group, Troy. Troy, Troy, I don't know how to say it. But they barely beat him 2-1. Hence, there wasn't the big stars. I mean, Mbappe did play. But I don't know, man. Poch has been struggling since they, they didn't win the league last year. They barely, I think they barely won one of the cups. I'm, I'm a little skeptical. I'm excited, but it's skeptical is how successful it's going to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. And like, I already, I voiced, you know, what I think of, of Messi moving to PSG. I think, I don't want to call it a cop-out, you know, but it just, it just seems so boring to me, if I'm being brutally honest. Like, I, I wanted him to take on, like, a massive challenge. You know, you think of what Maradona did when he moved to Napoli and he brought them to complete stardom you know, in, in this area. Like, I want I want something like that, you know, for Messi. You wanted him at Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> On a cold, rainy night in Stoke, man. Like, uh, but no, that, that to me, it's, it's a boring move to PSG because I don't, I don't think Ligue 1 is, is competitive enough. Um, and PSG is obvious. Their, their main focus is on winning the Champions League. For, I would have rather liked to see Messi go to, I don't know, a, not a mid-tier club, but, you know, one of the bigger clubs that's in a more competitive. I would rather like them to see in the Premier League. At um, Man City. <laughs> well, yeah, I am a Man City supporter, and that's my favorite. That's my club all day, every day. But I don't know. I, I would, I'm fine without seeing Messi in a City shirt as much as I would love it. I don't really think he, he would fit into the team. Um, but whatever, you know, I just I mean, would have liked to see him take on the challenge of the Premier League. I mean, 
I'll put it as in a way of the same reason or the same way how Ronaldo went to Juventus and it kind of find it boring. I feel like since you, Ronaldo went to Juventus, Serie A has gotten more competitive. That could make me make that argument in league on. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're always the hands-down favorite. Like, I saw the odds. They were, like, minus 500 to win the league. That's insane. But, like, <laughs> last year, the difference between first and fourth was seven points. And PSG didn't win. I mean, of course, the talent is not comparable to that team, and that's why they should win by at least 10 points every year. But, hey, maybe some of those teams are catching up. I'm not saying – of course, I'm not saying this league compares to any other uh, – I don't even think it's, like, the third best league. And at this point, how, how do you rank La Liga after they lose Messi? Um, but maybe – hey, man, you'll be surprised. Like I said, I was watching the game yesterday, trying to see how um, he was, he's, he's looking to line up this season, and – that other team played them pretty. Like, they had just gotten promoted. They played them pretty well in the first half. And it really was only 2-1. Usually, PSG in the past would win these games like 4 or 5 nothing, Easily. Yep, we're like 70% possession. Um, but, now that you know, let's let's talk PSG expectations for this season. Santi, you brought up Pochettino and how he could – can he handle Messi? I don't think – Pochettino's not safe – coaching this this PSG side he could win a domestic trouble with PSG make it to the to the Champions League final and and lose and he could get sacked you know he could win league and get sacked you know and, and PSG showed a great example of that with Thomas Tuchel two seasons ago when he made it to the Champions League final and lost and they they sacked him completely you know there was the first final appearance too so I I have no idea why they would do that but I do not think Pochettino is safe in this PSG team, you know, I don't think he has security in, in the role, but in terms of expectations, it's Champions League glory, like 100%. You know, I don't think they'll be satisfied with just winning Liga or getting a domestic trouble or anything like that. They, they need to break whatever records they've set domestically and they need to dominate in Europe. Oh, I agree. Uh, I do think, though, sorry, going back to your point with how they had no problem just firing two whole. I think Tuchel lost the locker room. I think reaching that Champions League final was kind of mask all the problems they were having inside the locker room. Uh, and I think the one thing that Poch does have for him, like he does have the, like, at least a lot of the players seem to like him and seem to respond to him. Now, hence, I think he doesn't make the right substitutions or the right adjustments a lot more often than not. But yeah, it's, it's a big challenge. It's a, He's, it's literally Champions League or bust. This is like the only expectations other managers have had of Champions League or bust has been Mourinho and Pep. That's about it. Other, other than two, I don't, I don't know anyone recently. Like I don't think Ancelotti ever got like that. Zidane was never like that either. Hence, there's different reasons of like making sure semifinal, final. That's great, but literally winning the trophy is what's expected of this PSG team. Now, do I expect them to win? I don't know. I think they'll get to the final. As long as the draw goes accordingly, I think they do go to the final. I don't know if they win it, but I can somewhat confidently say they will get to the final. If they win league on, they should. I'll probably be closer than people is going to think. I think it's going to be closer than... It's probably going to be like, they're going to win it by like four, five points. But yeah, I think they'll get to the final. And I don't I can't say they'll win though. What about you, Lewis? What do you think? Have you seen the names on this roster? Have you seen who they added? They've added essentially three world-class players for free. 
mind you, coming in on some high salaries. When you look at this PSG team, if they're going to win the league, they're going to win their cup, they have to. You, if they don't, that's a, that's a failure. They need to make the champions. They have to make the final at least. And honestly, they should win the final with, with, with what they have going on. You have Ramos, Neymar, and Messi. That's like a combined 10 Champions Leagues, maybe? Nine? Something like that? Nine. You know, Ramos, serial winner at Real Madrid. Four Champions League titles. Real Madrid captain, leader, vocal. We all know, we all know about him. Neymar scored in the big game. And he's, you know, he's developed his game as, you know, a playmaker or a goal scorer. He misses a lot of games in league on. It's all about him, you know, crucial for him to stay healthy because, you know, Messi is not 28 anymore. He's 34. But we don't, we all know what he's capable of. Um, Mbappe, you know, struggled a little bit at the Euros, but, you know, hopefully we'll see him back. He's still young. He's still developing. He's still, you know, on the way to become one of the world's best players, if not he's already. And, you know, PSG's president, Kalafi, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name correctly, but, you know, you see, you see how aggressive he is every transfer window. You see the amount of money invested in this team year after year. And, you know, same, same as Man City, you know, the, the goal for this team, you know, they, they love the domestic success. You know, maybe in France, it's doesn't mean as much to them as maybe City winning the Premier League, but they should, they, they should already have one, one hand on the league on trophy and they should have one foot already in the Champions League final. That, that's, that's, that's my expectation of this team. So I know you, you were mentioning all the players they added. So um, I think we should, play, we should play a little game of predicting their starting 11 now that Messi's going to join. Uh, Edwin, how would you line this PSG team up? We're playing three at the back, correct? Yeah. Nothing to say? Marquinhos, Ramos, Kimpempe? Any objections? Yeah. No, 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 that's a solid back line right there. Yeah. That is the back line. Uh, wing backs. What do we got? Hakimi, Kurzawa. Kurzawa? Oh, what do you got, Hakimi. Edwin? Where, 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 where do you have Kurzawa, Luis? Left wing back. Over Burnett? Yeah. I'm, I'm with, I'm with uh, Edwin here. I, I go Hakimi and Burnett. Hakimi, Burnett. Wingbacks. Kurosawa gets injured too much. And as a wingback, I feel like Bernat would be more lethal in the attacking. Yeah. Um, how many center mids are we playing with? I got two. I got, got two. A, a dynamic duo. Oh, I got two. You got two? Lewis, how many you got? I got two. All right. Uh, Marquinhos. Marquinhos, I'm sorry. Barati. Wijnaldum. Oh, I forgot about Barati. He hasn't made my lineup. Not for oh, me. Oh, man. No, okay. I go I go Barathe Wynaldum. I got Adrisa Ganagay and Jeannie Wynaldum. You don't start Barathe? Okay. I completely forgot. Oh, man. All right. I have, right. have uh, Barathe and Adrisa Gay. Interesting. Nobody said Paredes. That would have been my third choice. I kind of like Lewis's uh, t- team up with Gay and, and Barathe. But okay. I can't believe I left him out, but whatever. All right. And then... Up front, what do we got? Um, Acardi, Di Maria, and Paredes. That's your attacking? What? No, no, he's, he's, being he's, he's, he's being sarcastic. <laughs> no, Draxler. I'm going to go. Draxler on the wing, bro. <laughs> I'm surprised he's still on the team. Um, Messi, Mbappe, Neymar. 
So I actually, I actually would wonder how they're gonna play this, because so, I, 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 all these PSG games they tend to play Neymar number ten. I don't know if he's gonna make Neymar number ten. He's gonna make him a striker, and then he's gonna put Messi number ten, or he's actually gonna play two, like wingers. I don't know. I'm just gonna go name like you said, Neymar, Mbappe, Messi. I would not be surprised if that's not how they fucking play. <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've got the the same front three, but I've got Messi playing in that iconic false yeah. nine role with Neymar on the left, kind of more as like a winger, and uh, Mbappe out on the right playing as more like a little inverted striker. Shout out false nine pod. <laughs> I mean, it's just a jigsaw piece for a fun jigsaw puzzle for Pochettino to figure out. Honestly, how he's gonna play that front three. Um, I, I, you know, Messi with his age, you think he'd come in more centrally, to a little bit less running on the wings. Let that for the young guys, Mbappe. Um, you know, Neymar, he could also come in centrally. Um, could play him as a number ten. Uh, you know, you could play around with these guys, see what works. But you know, I do like, you know, the, the Messi false nine, Mbappe on the right, or maybe Messi and Mbappe up front, Neymar ten. Kind of, yep. You know, just. A lot of different combos. They're gonna score 100 goals in league on. So just a just a little <laughs> just a little caveat. What they were doing yesterday, they played they played four at the back. When they would defend, they had four at the back, and then when they, they attack, four, four, two. when they would attack, they would they would leave three at the back, and they would let Hakimi literally go all the way up to the wing. So I think a better a better a better bet to think about it is they'll play the three in the back, and then they'll they'll play the wingbacks really high up and they're going to play two up top with a number 10, whether that's Neymar, whether that's uh, Messi. I think that's how they're going to do it. And that's probably the most ideal. I might test it out in FIFA later. Um, yeah. Hakimi, Hakimi's not going to do much defending. He's going to be way up there. Yeah. Spraying balls into the middle. Scored a goal yesterday too. Amazing. Yes. So he, he's going to be running up and down the wing. And he's going to be up there a lot. I'm, I'm going to be happy to see his heat map at the end of the season. It's going to be parked up there. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's there's so much potential with what this lineup could look like. You know, we didn't even mention Di Maria in the starting 11, which feels like a crime to me. But there's I've got so many different lineups where I have Di Maria and Rorardi together in midfield. And I've actually got – there's a possibility of Diallo playing at left back instead of Kurzawa and Bernat, you know, because he, he really impressed me against Man City in the Champions League last season. But, man, this this PSG team is going to be lethal. And if you choose PSG in FIFA 22, just know you ain't shit. <laughs> it's like Warriors 2K16. Facts. Uh, well, I think um, that wraps it up for episode one. If you were listening to this whole thing, thank you so much. We really appreciate the help. Please subscribe to us. Uh, thanks a lot, guys, for listening. Let us know what you want to see next. Anything in the comments. And let's keep this thing going. Yeah, guys, this is the False Nine podcast. Make sure to smash that like button. Edwin here, Lewis, signing off. Santi, been great, man.